No, we we could be. I mean, that we is something be. we could do. But I'm just telling you, say, I, like, I feel it's it would be more appropriate if we were manly men roaming around the forest looking for fights. Ah, manly men, exactly. Men in tights. I exactly. remember that. It's yeah. a very, very chivalrous, uh, you know, story uh, of a man that basically came back that gave up his kingdom for a horse. You know, it's one of those. It, it's it one of those, if you it, know, if it weren't for my stories. horse, it was, it was like an old Louis, uh, it was Louis Black, not Louis C.K. Yeah. It was Louis Black sketch. Yeah. Where, like you hear someone else's part of a conversation and then you're like, oh, I don't have the context. My brain is just going to keep working on what they said and I don't get it. And then that's how you have aneurysms. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. And, and of course, I'm, I'm still waiting for the new season of The Boys, but I haven't actually started watching the uh, Generation V yet because that seems... No, I haven't either. I'm going to give it a little bit of time. I want to... Because I want to catch it like a, a few episodes in. It, you know, the streaming services are starting to do this whole one episode a week thing. <laughs> like, well, they hey. learned it from Disney+. Plus. They well, learned no, it from watching it. Disney+. Plus. It was no, like, no, I know, if, I if, if we put out all the episodes at once, then you'll pay for a month and you'll binge everything and yeah. then you won't come back until the new show. But Disney Plus is like, well, we're going to have a six episode run. So you need to at least pay for two months. Or you could just basically wait till the show is over and just binge watch it. You know, I, I, yeah, I but then I'm you missed out you. on all the conversations and, you know, what would all those like YouTubers do who like, Disney you know, oh, the ending of Andor explained. Episode three oh, explained. Like, okay, so, Star uh, Wars explained. Not to make it entirely over Disney. I, I, I don't okay, know about you, but play. the last time I watched Star Wars, it was like, you know what I need? I need someone who's going to make a 45 minute video just telling me uh, the uh, cliff notes of what I just watched and spoon feeding me lines of exactly dialogue and know, then like telling me what the yeah, ending yeah. was. Because I watched the whole thing and I understood it, but obviously yeah. I need it explained to me. So you that's that's the... You hey, everybody, to... welcome to a tech podcast. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> like two old nerds start talking about tech and then, of course, segue into a massively controversial conversation like Star Wars, because that's yes. what we do. No, it, it's been, a, it's been I, I an did, interesting... I did just find copies of Project uh, 4K77 and... Project 4K80 and Project 4K83, though. Where are so, you? Okay, did you just stumble onto some of that data, or were you just checking out your NAS or something? Like, I what, probably what you... shouldn't say anything like on the stream, on the stream, on the stream. But if you search for those, they are amazing. I don't want to bandy that word about, but if okay. you, because I wasn't the hugest Star Wars fan, but I have much love and reverence for the original trilogy. I think right. anyone our age is just sort of like that is that. Oh, absolutely! It holds a so very emotional connection to it. Yeah, are sort of fan scanned from film prints. You'll see like the roller scratches. You'll see the the degradation on how old the film is, but they're the original. Like trilogy original, original before any remodified or yeah or pixel and magic eraser uh, concept kind of going on here and filling in there like even the logo at the beginning isn't like the LucasArts CG wrought iron thing it's just plain blue text LucasArts like <laughs> it's Sorry, awesome yeah. I like, like minus, I get, minus I get kinda, all the glory yeah yeah I, I just get kind of worked up about it. It's like, this is the movie that I remember from like old VHS or when it would broadcast on TV before all of the dumb CG additions had been slathered on all of them. And they're so pure 
And you can see all of the glorious, low-budget problem-solving in the filmmaking, and it's wondrous, and nothing is distracting you or nothing looks out of place. Like, these mm-hmm. are the movies that won Academy Awards for special effects, and you can oh, see yeah. why. Exactly. And yeah. I, I, just, again, if people go and maybe do a, a Bing search for <laughs> Project 4K77, you'll probably find some information on those, well, too. That... you probably have better luck if you just ask Jeeves at that point? Because that would be more of a relevant I mean, search engine back then? I'm were... just saying Actually, it's it not as deep a dive. Engine. We don't need to go hit, like, Alta Vista. All right? Alta you don't, Vista was you don't bomb, have to go though. digging the, that let, Let's not start talking. That's what I'm saying. Is like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, ask yeah, Jeeves like, was cool. Alta Vista sure. was where is that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about AOL search and all of that good stuff. Let's not start sending out CDs (laughs) or floppies, right? If we're going to go to the original, we'll just send out floppies and you'll never be able to cancel. JGJ, I've heard this so much, but the new sequels make people nostalgic for the prequels. Just because the new sequels were a dumpster fire showing a complete and total lack of executive leadership and no plan does not make the prequels good movies, (laughs) right? Just because the, the storytelling got worse doesn't mean that episodes one, two, and three were good. <laughs> By comparison, three, four, and five, obviously, were because we started at three. That was the weird thing. Uh, no, no, we started, we started at four. Four, four, four sorry, yeah, 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 exactly. One through three was the prequels, and then the sequels. You know, okay. No, yeah. no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I just, it's the um, a lot of. I think what 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 he's talking about is like when you start watching when you because you started off with Disney. Like literally, the only thing I watch on Disney right now is Star Wars, and marvel like you know with loki and all of that so that's literally the only reason i turned it at that and i download yeah. some of those some of those episodes and then yesterday we had the last episode of ahsoka ahsoka i keep calling it ashoka and that was reasonably well i think the the, the storytelling yeah. and the fight and the I, fighting I, scenes I, or everything was pretty good i feel with the exception of um of uh the the obi-wan series just tonally never found its yeah that was a weird because there were great moments in in obi-wan and then there were just really weird little kid slapsticky moments but i feel on the whole the disney television shows have actually been exploring the galaxy not just what happens to the skywalkers again um really expanding this expanded universe and i feel they've been a bit more consistent with their episodic storytelling, I, again, we don't, we we don't need. We've got so yeah, much to talk not, about. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, let's not. We don't need to relitigate the episode. I forgot to add that into the title, so let's just go ahead and deep right. dive into the biggest For event sure. ever. We missed last week's episode because we were having fun in New York. That was it. I'm going to say that we were getting some pizzas. I'm sorry. That's right. The only reason why we were in New York was, was pizza. Was was to go downtown and to get. Yeah, I mean, technically, we did end up with dollar slices of pizza because it was two slices of cheese and a bottle of water That's for two ninety nine. So I know a lot of people keep saying like, "Oh, inflation is hitting, and your dollar slice of pizza is a dollar twenty five now." No, no, we we the did com- the combo was dollar legit. slices it of pizza. Sp- it hit it it hit the it spot so right, and it was a good. Uh, I would probably say like a good hunt. Because we walked for like seven miles, six, seven miles. Like I think by the time we came back, we, we clocked. Uh, we, we, um, we we had clocked almost eighteen thousand steps in one yeah. night. It was yeah. a good night, and we had it was the a good hike at the, at somewhat in the middle. So it was um, it was a good. <laughs> Brian experience. Glaze, did you guys bring pizza back for me? Um, I, I it it vanished quickly. I, I'm gonna say I I'm, inhaled I'm, yeah. it 
and I <laughs> wish I had savored it, but even if we had tried, I would have eaten it before I got it back to you, Brian. I, I, I do apologize. I would have I was gonna say with with the amount of layover we had at the airport that morning, I would have basically eaten it in that breakfast before, you know, <laughs> as opposed to what oh. I had. Not that I'm trying to remember. Oh, man. Oh, cold, cold, cold New York pizza for breakfast. I, so we're at the <laughs> airport. We're, yeah. we're, we're leaving because we were only there for a whole day. We're leaving. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of eggs, and I really don't like them when they're kind of prepared in, like, airport microwaves. Like, mm-hmm. they're just rubbery, and they're not very appealing to me. But I want something other than just bread and cream cheese. Which is, by the um, way, what I had. But, yes, sorry. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not putting this on anyone else. I'm just saying for, for myself. I see what it you're doing. Difficult. No, no, I, it's a personal thing against me now. But please go ahead. I hope your feelings were hurt. It was an attack on your character. Um, so yeah. I'm looking around, and there's this one quirky little sub shop, like, buried down an alley in in the Newark Off. airport. You'd miss like, it if you didn't look. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like, I had to go hiking there, and there's this, like, sad little sandwich maker just sitting there because no one's ordering sandwiches, Nobody's so ordering I ordered... Yeah, exactly. There was no... Like, an Italian no deli sub at, like, <laughs> 7 in the morning. And it was just so happy. It's like, oh, it's not egg. Oh, I can eat this. Well, so, okay, so, so, so just so you know, my side of when I was getting the, the egg and cheese uh, bagel thing that I got, the eggs are fr- <laughs> freshly cracked and, and, and fried on the griddle. So it wasn't microwave. It was freshly cooked. It's just the well, obviously good. the bagel has been God knows how old it is. But yeah. the, it, it was dude, it was breakfast at 6 a.m. while it was pouring rain in New York and, you know, floodings were happening and all of that. We were escaping. Yeah, we, we, that. we escaped we, by the skin of our teeth. That was luck, man. Like if we had a, just a later flight, like I think our buddy Adam got stuck. A few people, a few to, people yeah. got delayed. I was happy that it didn't seem like it got so bad that flights were like outright canceled but yeah it's but, always but i also like, think he was flying out of new um out of jfk he wasn't flying out of newark oh so we were, yeah, oh, we yeah, were yeah, yeah he was in that yeah he obviously Fair. middle of it exactly newark but further inland a little bit but but it is the sort of like the consideration we all need to build into our event show coverage and travel i mean not that we were there for any professional reasons we were only there to get slices of pizza slices of pizza. but um now I'm actually thinking, like, oh, if I go to cover this show, I need to also have, like, a contingency plan if climate change wrecks my I mean, ability to fly um, home. The, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the, the guys over at Vit Summit in, in, in Texas are, are getting drenched right now as well. The the actual convention center is, yeah. like, it's raining pretty bad. Like, it's, we it's had, a weird um, weather system. Ted Talks Tech was uh, was apparently working the show, and he got to meet up with Trent and uh, Trent was, Viper... Oh. And well, Jefe? El Jefe reviews. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, Jeff is in there. Exactly. No, yeah, so, he, he posted a picture of like all the group and it was like, oh, that makes me so happy. That was such is. a happy it, photo. No, 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 absolutely. But I mean, speaking, to, since we were talking about New York, obviously the biggest thing that happened in the last couple of weeks, um, Google finally unveiled the long rumored, leaked? highly leaked uh, <laughs> detail video in, in ahead of... Well, I mean, yeah, we saw all of the information. There was a few things, obviously, that we we didn't get a chance that were not confirmed, which I was hoping were going to get confirmed. Oh, I've but got yes. the I've got the Pixel Eight up on the screen. Did you want to start with the Pixel Eight? Do we want to just knock out Pixel, Pixel Watch? Yeah, why, why not? Why not start at the Eight and then go to the Eight Pro? Because I feel like okay, we'll we'll, we'll stick with the phones. There, there's right. there's a there's a much bigger difference this year between the Eight and the Eight Pro. Like Google's purposely making a delineation between what a pro is and what a standard version of their eight model is. 
Um, to top it off, obviously, the, the mm-hmm. display dropped about an inch. So it's not an inch, but from 6.3 to 6.2 oh, inches. You know what I can do? I'm, I'm going to pull up Phone Arena because I love, I love this direction that Google is heading. You, you keep talking about specs. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. I'll no, be no. right back. Um, so they, they released basically, you know, the 8 and the 8 Pro, uh, a, re, a couple of new colors for the, the Buds Pro, the, their Buds Pro uh, earbuds. And then, of course, there's the Pixel Watch 2, which was the highly anticipated second version of the watch with a few things we'll talk about when we get to the watch. But the short answer, starting off with the Pixel 8, it's the base entry, right? It's it's not the A series. This is still, still powered by the same Tensor, the G3, uh, the newly announced Tensor G3 processor uh, that is going to be powering a lot of the heavy lifting and AI on device AI algorithms and machine learning uh, that Google wants to run. Uh, but seems like not all of it will run on the eight, which is why I was saying there's a much bigger difference. Yeah. Google is so, very focused this year on separating the standard to pro. It seems to me mm-hmm. that, you know, so iPhone land, let's use yes. this as like the analogous company making their own phone in a vertical of their own chip and their own operating system. You've yeah. got the iPhone 15 and the iPhone 15 plus, and you have the iPhone 15 pro and the iPhone 15 pro max. It seems to me like Google is saying we've got a Google 8, which is analogous to an iPhone 15. And then we have a a, a Pixel 8 Pro, which is analogous to an iPhone 15 Pro, Pro Max, somewhere in there. Yeah, in between. Exactly. They're not doing the same. They're not doing a little Pro and they're not doing a plus standard. I. I'm, I'm going to say, let's, I mean, they do kind of, right? They do it, but a different way. Like they did the 7A about a couple of months before the 8. So technically the 7A right. is but, not. But, a- but the 7A and the A series are the phones that absolutely shame and embarrass the Pixel. I mean, the iPhone SEs. Uh, yeah, it's like you get an well, iPhone SE. iPhone SE with like 128 gig of storage and you're like, this is the dumbest phone to still sell in the modern age. It, I, I think the SE story is, is an interesting approach to why we don't it, need it's very nostalgic. We've got so but, much Google to cover. No, 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 no absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna cover. So what, what I was trying to lead towards though is like within the last couple of years, at least Google's repertoire has been very consistent in an A series version of their devices, single sure. version, not dual version, which they used to do, and then we'll have a base and a pro model. But what they've changed this year is that they've given they've I'm not gonna say gatekeep, but they basically kept certain features that are considered to be pro on the Pixel Pro that are not yeah. going to be on the Pixel 8, which was a very different approach. They typically I feel like they always like it's kind of like the five and the and the one series uh, with uh, with well, with uh, Sony, right? P- Pixel Seven, you know, Pixel Seven loses loses the camera sensor, had the 90 hertz. Was the Pixel Seven 120 or was it 90 hertz? 90. No, no, 90. So again, I feel like there's always been a separation or or kind of a there's, no no there's been a bit of a but crowbar. Software but... feature wise, though, I don't think they've ever separated the saying that the new Magic Eraser, improved Magic Eraser, only works on the eight Pro, or that the new you know system with Bard would be releasing. Yeah, I don't fair. think they they keep that, but like the Pro mode in the camera app only exists on the eight Pro, doesn't exist on the eight. Typically, we, it's been always a mirrored software experience. It's the capabilities of the hardware that differentiated them. We still have that. It just this year, for some reason, I guess they felt like this is this is what makes a pro a pro. And of course, with the, the slight bump in price on both, I think the seven, the eight, and the eight pro, starting at a hundred dollars more. Yeah, from that, if I'm not mistaken, I think seven ninety nine and nine ninety nine well, with a starting price. Six six ninety nine for the Pixel Eight, 
and 999 oh. for the Pixel 8 Pro. Oh, oops. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, 699. Yeah, that was so. Uh, was so this this actually gave Samsung a bit of an opportunity this year where their FEs weren't, Which came weren't out of directly the, that in came the out of left field also. Like yeah, like I hey, we're Samsung. We can't let yeah. Google have too much fun. We just want to steal some of their thunder. Bye. But like no, no. But seriously, <laughs> like so, Samsung le- legit has five tablets that they released in this year. There's the two FEs and the three S series. So there's five tablets in all. And then you have the FE, uh, the S21, um, S23 FE, and then there, and there it is. Okay, I saw the fly, or I think the, the book. I have a mosquito in my office. So if you see me grabbing things in the future, please do not panic. It is me. No, it's it's just life. TK having a stroke, and we'll we'll all <laughs> sort steam. of laugh at or his expense. things. Yeah, if he started going this and he's like falling off. Um, oh, old man TK hallucinating <laughs> again, tilting at windmills. Oh my god! <laughs> and then we have the edit photos, just like that. That 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 yeah that that part <laughs> i mean it works it works I te- we, i've seen some of our friends uh demo it i mean edabong demoed it i think um uh, i forgot ben ben Singh also had it in there so there's a lot of new things coming in i think some of the features you're looking at are actually on uh pixel 8 pro specifically no, no, this is that- the pixel 8 page oh it is on the page but i'm saying is some of the some of the information like the advanced version of sure um magic eraser is on a pro and then you also have that was the i forgot the name of that feature what did they call that the magic it was, editor it's yeah where you're able to basically move a subject and then use yeah. ai to backfill the actual missing content so that's that according to google that's also going to be pixel 8 so well, we'll uh, like the audio stuff and the video stuff i think it's going to be more um kind of like how an iphone pro has expanded video capabilities that's where i think we're going to see video boost and things like that but we're still yeah. on the pixel 8 so we'll get to the pixel 8 pro i'm with in, you in, I'm a, with in you. just a bit but uh again same thing dual camera sensors on the back um you know and we obviously lose one sensor since that's going to be kept to the pro and you know a compelling and you know approach to what the base model is going to be it's a little bit more expensive slightly smaller um uh, but definitely more powerful since we're going with a Tensor G3. And um, unfortunately, you know, there's no no videos on it, no reviews, anything like that yet. I think that that's probably not going to happen until next week, as I think most people probably got their devices just as as the announcements were being done. If, if Google yeah. follows, you know, normal. I, I, it, again, this has been a terrifically leaked product. Um, Absolutely. We've, we've, we've had a pretty good handle on the hardware specs. Some disappointing things in there. I know a lot of us were really hoping that we'd see Google step up to a larger main camera sensor, maybe for the mm-hmm. Pro, going with that GN2, uh, yeah, yeah. which is a phenomenal camera sensor. It sounds now like it is much closer to what Vivo was using. So okay. the GNV sensor mm-hmm. is like a cousin of what's now in the Pixel 8 and the Pixel 8 Pro. I just have this up here. This is the Phone Arena uh, size comparison. And I'm just happy to have a good normal-sized phone again it's still from over Google. Yeah, as, yeah. As, as kind of, Again, this isn't that... I, I'm, we're right on the border. Yeah. This is kind of where I draw my line between mid-rangers and premium tiers, somewhere between six and $700. So you know, yeah. $699, this is not a cheap phone, Mm-mm. but it's not a class-leading premium tier phone. So this is fighting in that space where like IQ and OnePlus really carved out some interesting territory well, it, this year. It's more expensive than the OnePlus, actually, because the OnePlus phone, I'm mistaken, is six fifty. But well that's what I mean though. Is yeah, yeah. In that, it's plain in that, it's plain in that, in that it's ballpark. plain in that territory. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 
you know spec for spec with the processing power and yeah the, you know the the 11 is a compelling device when you start comparing this trade but again the 10 and i think somebody i forgot who said it on on saw on tweet on on x or twitter mm -hmm. um, google doesn't build their processors or doesn't build the experience around how many gigaflops you're able to do on the device it's basically how well does it do it's processing. How well does it operate and run their services on a mm -hmm. device? And I think that's the biggest thing for them. They're focusing on that part of the experience. Sure. And minus the heat on the Tensor G2, because we don't really know yet on the JNDG3. Or the, but you know, the warm I I'm just going to push pause on you because we keep changing the subject. Sure. I'm on the phone arena size comparison website. I see. So the that we can 10. see. I see the yes, S2 you T3. can see. But we have not actually discussed that a Pixel 8, not an There's 8a, a lot of emotional stuff but a Pixel 8 yeah. is yeah. almost the same size as a Zenfone 10 or a Galaxy S23. So to finish the thought, so we can get rid of this webpage and then go talk about all that the is, other specs and tensors small, and things actually. like that, yeah. I am so happy because my dad is currently on a Pixel 4a. And one of the main reasons he's still on that phone is he doesn't want to go to a bigger phone. I feel I have a path now where we can maybe nudge him into something a little bit bigger. But mm -hmm. like if I pull this up, like here, let me get rid of the Samsung because, you know, who cares about that? <laughs> um, Pixel 4a. I think the 4a was and we add right that. Size. Yeah. So it's the about... 4a is just a tiny hair smaller than the Zenfone 10, and the Zenfone 10 is only a tiny hair smaller than the Pixel 8. So it won't be the radical size difference for for folks who were on some of the older classic Pixels, Pixel 5, mm -hmm. Pixel 4a, even some like I still see the occasional Pixel 3a out in the wild, oh, those my, phones were surprisingly uh, long-lived. Uh, my mother-in-law still uses the Pixel 3a, yeah. and my father-in-law uses the 3a XL. That's, again, what, what they used to have back in the, uh, the you know, 279, mm -hmm. 379 price point. So you know, here's, here's what you got to do, is yeah. you got to get, like, your Galaxy S23 Ultras or your, like, Red Magic Pros. Uh -huh. And then when you've got someone who's stuck on, like, one of those Pixel 4as and, oh, I just don't want to go with the bigger phone, what you do is you go up to them and say, well, this is what most phones are like today. And then you give them a ludicrously heavy phone, like a Red Magic. And or you just say, but that's kind of like what yeah. average is now. You know, I, you know, it's going to be a little bit bigger, but Google does have this Pixel 8. You could maybe try that instead. So you've got to prime them for the comparison at the high end so that they're not just sitting there on their Pixel 4As going, oh, but this... This Pixel 8 is going to be 0.03 inches thicker. Oh, I can't do that because I don't want to go any bigger for my phone. And, and then, like then you, salesman, my friend. You, you, you've, you've, you've you primed them, them correctly for an exactly. upgrade no, I'm from, with their, I'm with from their ancient Pixel 4a. Um, I, I get them into something current. I think the fact that we have a smaller size version of their device is, is definitely nice. It's just the question, though, is... From somebody that let's say it's coming in from a, a Pixel six uh, six or a seven, if they decide to upgrade, if they're they're going to notice noticeably slightly smaller phone. They may want to go to the bigger size oh, at yeah. that point, because again, you know, uh, I was about to just say size you know, matters, I, but that's that that is just a different I, but but coming from people that were like handling Pixel sevens and stuff, like mm -hmm. if you weren't already inclined to be one of the people on the Pro model with all the extra bells and whistles, I hear more people kind of lamenting.
yeah, this Pixel 7 is nice, but I wish it were a little bit smaller. And oh, okay. that yeah. has been a general trend where we know these are not the devices that sell the most. We know they're not. We, we know that out of all the Galaxy S23s, the Ultra was the one that was showing exciting growth and people were moving up the food chain mm -hmm. if they were buying premium Android, just as like with iPhones. It's people are moving up the, the, the food chain and you don't have iPhone minis anymore. Like that, that product segment it's, died. It, it, yeah, it died with but, the 12. Or, but no, no, for people who were on the middle Pixel, the Pixel 7, not the 7a, not the 7 Pro, a lot of them, I feel, would be interested in moving to a comparable experience, but shaving some size, shaving some weight, and hopefully getting some of those improvements that we've been seeing from this announcement. No, no, I, and honestly, the the experience is definitely going to be really, really sweetened by the by the inclusion of seven years of software update of, of OS updates to said Pixel Eight. Even yeah, the I was glad that we we had that wrong. Yeah, no, I. I, I don't think anybody isn't keeps it... their phone that long, but I mean, I, I'm glad that Google's committing to seven years of, I thought, I thought it was going to be seven years of security patch updates and like five that's years what I was of thinking. updates. And I think we said it on this show. You, you yeah. all can fact check us, but and we went on the record and we said, Hey, I don't think you need to get your hopes up for like seven years. operating system updates. I just want to put that into perspective. And it releases so, with 14. That means we're talking about 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, all the way to 21, Blackjack. That's what we're doing. So so we've got... I, so I, I don't think anyone would imagine that over sure. the next seven years, our phones will evolve as radically as they did the last seven years. So the next seven years, I feel our iterations and our improvements are probably going to be a little bit finer from year to year more, more than software. when you go like back. It's going to be more software-based. Yeah, so right. so I, I feel like... It's not as much of a stretch as it used to be to think like, oh, well, what's going to change in an operating system and can we predict whether or not these devices will handle it? Mm -hmm. I have now been going back and playing with old mid-rangers and old premium tier phones. And, you know, if we could get just a little bit of attention from the manufacturer to polish and optimize the experience, there's very little holding you back if you wanted to go to like a Snapdragon 625 you should actually be able to update that and run it with something more current if you could just kind of keep oh, up with the RAM and the storage and the what, battery and what, everything. That used to be the bread and butter, what custom ROMs used to do. That was the whole purpose of them. Is yeah. Companies drop the support and then somebody, uh, you know, devoted fans start basically picking it up and start trying to get something to work on it. I, so absolutely, absolutely. And, and the we, hardware we have is not to, yeah. We have to assume that Google's designs on what is going to change year to year on their operating system is not going to be as dramatic exactly. as it has been in years past. A little bit because of a otherwise, their roadmap exactly. If if you look back, I mean, the kind of change that they're saying they're going to deliver in support now with seven operating systems would be like going to a Pixel One mm -hmm. and trying to shove Android thirteen on a Pixel One on the original next seven uh, seven Pixel, years Pixel. Yeah, of, exactly. not, not the <laughs> of software over that over that period of time. So yeah, I know. I'm it, encouraged. It, but I also yeah. feel like we need to keep those expectations in check for all the people that like to go out there and trumpet, like, oh, the tech has gotten so boring. Um, well, yeah, now we're entering a mature smartphone market, and we need to see that iteration polish and uh, user experience refined. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel we're going to be reinventing the wheel 
no. if Google can say with reasonable certainty, like we will actually be supporting this device for seven years, we're not expecting seven years of radical departure updates, like from Android nine to Android eleven. We're talking about more modest no, feature exactly. improvements as, and services. As we've seen, as we've seen twelve to thirteen, and then thirteen to fourteen. It's um, speaking of which, which I still haven't gotten Android fourteen on my Pixel uh, Seven Pro for some reason. My, Me neither. Uh, my son's four A got it. Yeah, my son's four A so, got it. My my seven the, Pro. The the six A has it. My Pixel Fold is on the beta. My Pixel Tablet got it. And I'm actually updating my Pixel Six Pro right now because I think I'm two updates behind. Um, so it's still cycling that. I, but my I Pixel Seven Pro has up, not yeah, been playing ball. September first. I da, 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 I don't know. So I tried going to the um, to the uh, flash yourself. Uh, not flash yourself. Oh, for the love of God! <laughs> flash <laughs> dirty. It to your device. It just sounds wrong when you're, I say. You're such things. a creeper. Yeah, I, you, you make yeah. it sound weird. Thirsty. Oh, yeah. and finally, my Pixel Fold is getting the QPR uh, two, so yeah, the yeah. the next the, the uh, beta, beta update. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? I may just jump on the beta. I may just sign myself for the beta because this is just I don't know. It, it, but it's been that way ever since I've had the Seven Pro. I'm always one of the last people to get the updates. Like even the security patch mm-hmm. updates. Like whenever there's a feature drop and you're like, we got to try something. Nope, that just, just does not download. Um, but no, no. So to, to go back to the Pixel Eight, I, I think so. For that extra hundred dollars, when we start talking about what are you getting with that, we need to start sure. also explaining that the the features it is going to be a very much a software game. I mean, feature drops. They were promising new features to be added as part of these things, and that it will be improving. And trust me when I say that. And this is just even from personal experience. We've used Pixels for many years. We we see feature drops that bring new new experiences, new capabilities to our devices. And obviously, some of it leveraging cloud services, some of it on device, and so on. But like these updates are exciting. This is something that you typically mm-hmm. don't get with most manufacturers that that are not using, let's say, that are not a Pixel. Samsung more than likely will update your software. Will give you some, uh, you know, maybe security patch update. But even when they jump you from one OS to the next, they typically don't give you new features. It's typically the same, mm-hmm. just updated software yeah. based on the requirement or whatever the agreement was. Google tries to still put out features. Uh, they were talking yeah. about the fact that some of the things they announced at the event, I think a couple of days ago, are going to be coming in as part of the December feature drop. So we already know when the features are coming. And that could potentially number of devices, even older devices, may get some of these features. We don't know, obviously, till it's released. Um, so, again, I think for an extra hundred dollars, getting the additional years of service and features, and the ability of getting the the, the care on the device, so you don't have to worry about security updates, is definitely worth worth it if you're thinking of keeping this for the long haul. Obviously, if, mm-hmm. if the storage doesn't become an issue to you at some point, and you know a whole bunch of other things that may cause you to upgrade, but if you do upgrade that device will still get that support, which may even help in the resale market. Yeah. Cause it, well, and, and yeah. I know a lot of people are saying, well, who's going to keep their phone for seven years. I, I need people to remember that the average, the average is somewhere between 28 and 30 months, depending on what mm-hmm. analyst you're talking to. So the average length of time of ownership is just shy of almost three years. Let, let's, let's just say it's like two and a half years. Yeah, almost right, 30, let, almost 36, but yeah, like 30 months. So at 30 months, it's about two and a half years. Yep. Um, so doing math. as many Sheesh. people yeah, yeah. keep their phones longer as people like us who are flipping our phones more frequently. Well, we, yeah, we, I, are, we, we are not 
I, I should never, yeah, we should never be compared as, uh, to that experience. But I'll say the, like I said, my, my in-laws are using the 3A and unless the phone cracks and dies, right? they're, they're happy. But the point, the point I'm getting at is I believe mm-hmm. a number of those people that are at the, the, the longer end the, of the, you know, sort of the, the, the long tail end of the smartphone ownership equation would likely hold onto their phones even longer mm-hmm. if there were good commitments in place for things like battery replacements once you start getting to around four years out. That's true. And that's actually one of the exciting things. There's just, I think Android, it was Android Central, or I think it was Android Central, mm-hmm. um, just published an article saying that not only is Google committing to seven years of software support, they're committing to seven years of parts in the repair ecosystem. Well, through, through, so through they've I already announced... Well, they've already announced their relationship with iFixit, but I've they are committing <laughs> to re- to repair and replacement parts being yeah. available for that seven-year window well, as well. But, make, but so making anyone... it easier to actually do it. That's the other thing. It's the accessibility, right. not just availability, but yeah. Yes, <laughs> but it, 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 with no accessibility or availability, it doesn't matter how hard the phone is to replace. If it's five years old and you can't get a battery for it, then you just buy a new phone. But that's what I mean is when when we talk about not just the software support, but we talk about a commitment to parts in the ecosystem, that's what Panasonic does with their corporate hardware is they're signing these agreements with manufacturers and with, um, uh, you know, uh, warehouses and with governments. And so they have to have a 10 year portfolio of hardware so that even if someone's like on a Panasonic from nine years ago, if they need to buy replacement batteries or new uh, security card uh, implementation or any of the plug-in uh, sockets that you, you'd see on a Toughbook, they have to reasonably expect they can get all of those parts and that they're going to be interoperable. And so that, to me, is actually one of the bigger announcements that's been sort of glossed over is, sure, seven years of software updates, everyone in this chat who's who's sort of, like, snarked at that is correct. There's no way you're going to want to run that phone with the battery health at six years if you've been using it as your daily driver. But if you can swap the screen, if you can pop in and get a new battery, if you can reasonably bring those parts to, like, a local repair shop and they can swap them out for you, yeah. then that makes that seven-year window much more feasible in the long term. Like, I, I believe we'll actually start seeing, it's going to be a small percentage, but I believe we're going to start seeing people actually running those devices that length of time. Exactly. Yeah, And I think that's that's part of the experience as well. I mean, it's, if you're able to, because it, it's um, rejuvenating the battery or replacing the battery will rejuvenate the device's experience, obviously. Oh, so yeah. overall, better, you're, you're going to notice that your phone will last you an entire day after six years. I, I feel like but, Chop is dropping a comment here that resembles us. The most vocal about long OS updates are ironically the guys who get a new phone every one to two years. <laughs> it's my favorite is like when someone's like, oh, Samsung's going to give you five operating system updates, but the best trade-in deals happen six months after you bought your phone. After you bought so get rid of it. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this i'll say this if if you guys are and and i'm assuming if if you guys are fans and you've already put in your orders obviously that's already done but i will say this surprisingly enough google isn't giving us the best trade-in deals this year best buy is no oh yeah best buy best buy's doing a lot better yeah for for sure Pixel 7 pro even if you went up all the way to 512 gigs of storage google was only offering 420 dollars 
at least Best Buy was offering 550, I think, or 540 for it. So it was like mm. at least a hundred dollars more. So if you're looking for the best trade-in deals, I think Best Buy may be your your bet, your best bet for that. I agree. Um, but e- either way, it, it, the- either either trade in with Best Buy or sell. Oh, absolutely. On, on, your or, own, on another or, or go to swap. Uh, yeah, exactly. Go, go to, to swap. Go to wherever yeah. your your preferred resale market. You know, give it to a friend or somebody. Whatever works for you. I think it was okay. just if you're upgrading, yes. So, so we started with enough, Pixel Eight, Pixel um, Ultra, yep. and we can we can move to the Pixel Eight Pro. Oh, um, and then last thing I want to mention, obviously, uh, I think with the Pixel Eight you get a free nice. pair of Pixel Buds Pro, um, um, as well. I think if you if you got the Pixel Eight. Buy the new Pixel 8 Pro and get a Pixel Watch 2 or Pixel Buds Pro on us. But I, think I believe they got the Buds, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that that is good. That deal will be good through the middle of the month past when the first batches of phones are going to be shipping out to consumers. So even if you don't jump on it immediately, you can still grab a, uh, a, a sort of a, a gift you know, mm-hmm. along with getting the Pixel 8. It doesn't have to be pre-order. Yeah, and, and they're actually offering up the, the new Pixel 8, uh, the Pixel Watch 2. They're not offering the first Pixel Watch, if I'm not mistaken, right? So you're getting yeah, actually... Pixel the, Watch 2 the, or yeah, the Pixel exactly. Buds Pro. Exactly. They, well, the Pixel I, Buds I, Pro... I, in in terms of costs, I would buy the Pixel Buds Pro and get the Pixel Watch 2 as your freebie. Um, but... Uh, a couple little. Uh, I mean, we, we've we've kind of talked all the hardware to death, but I am yeah. happy to see a flat screen. I, I love that. This is another company that is kind of walking away from curved glass on the front display. Okay, I'm I'm a little bit torn on that part, but yes, no, no I, I, you're I, I not. can appreciate. No, I I, I like you're, curved. You're, okay, you're like... don't get me wrong. There there is a there is an appreciation <laughs> for a subtle curve at the end of a device okay. and 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 I will say I like them I also like flat displays I just you know when you're talking a thousand dollars plus it, it's a it's a it's it's not a supportive conversation I've, I've had that before I kind well of, this, I already is, posted this about is it, but I feel this like is the thing curve, that we've been running into would, no 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 I know but I think it's so from a support standpoint from glasses cases and all of that Obviously, flat displays are much better. Gaming is going to be much better. Uh, sure. There is any, any media is going to do with less refraction, refraction of light. But, but, but this had to be on people's radars. People had to understand. One of the things about curved glass was that it was an expensive aesthetic. Oh, no, no, absolutely. It, you've, got to get a, you've got to get a flexible OLED panel, mm-hmm. which we know those aren't cheap. You have to design the engineering and mold or manufacture the glass that's going to curve at the correct angle. Yeah, no, piece it all into the phone. It makes the repair process significantly more difficult. It, it, mm-hmm. in, it dramatically increases the price. So as all of these prices on components have been scaling up for the manufacturers, the first thing that it makes sense to cut is the thing that's pretty but contributes nothing to the phone's functionality. Yes, but we then again, what they did is they tried to go to a better panel, and then of course bump up the sure. price by a hundred bucks now because. So what? What, do you, what are you thinking with with Super Actua? It's the Super Actua display. I I need to wait to see because this is one of the end. primary differences between eight and eight Pro. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, a much brighter, much better panel, uh, better experience. It's supposed to be well suited for the the video boost technology that's going to be kind of coming out there so essentially a display that can handle the quality that they're trying to leverage you know the tensor three for mm-hmm. um 
I mean, it's a promising technology. I, I, I love how companies love to throw in names and, and different features. The reality is, you know, <laughs> does it look good? Does it function the way it's supposed to? And is it going to give us a better experience and not tank our batteries? That was that would be my main thing. And, and since we haven't either one of us had a chance to play with it, um, and no. the, the people that are review well, not reviewing the people that are that went to the event saw demo units that will probably not see those units again. It's hard to tell. So it's going to be one of those experiences that I think once we get the devices, when we get our own devices, we can actually start looking at and comparing it. Does it actually, how does it stack up to some of the other devices we have sure. on the market? Obviously not the 7 Pro because it's not really trying to match with that. But um, to before we leave the flat display part of it and on the, on the actual the S24 Ultra is supposed rumored to be a flat display as well. So I feel like more companies yeah. are starting to fade away from the curved oh, edges, yeah. the death of I, that aesthetic. But yeah. I mean, like we're talking about, you know, uh, minimal cost per phone, but we're also talking about companies engineering these things in the hundreds of thousands and millions of units and curved glass on the front display does nothing for the functionality. No, I, I, of I the get phone. It, So I, if you can save, some money there, then you can do things like, hey, you know, instead of having the sort of warped OLED, what if we could work on an OLED that almost doubles the peak brightness? And then we're not over over engineering an aesthetic choice. No, we're no. delivering a more practical choice. And I think no. on, more consumers are probably going to appreciate that. And especially where it's trying to make some co- part of this conversation, like Google is going in heavy on... You know, like iPhone owners, if you've ever been tempted by some of this stuff, look at all these advertisements that Google is putting out about how easy it is to switch or to give it a test drive or to to try and check this stuff out. And not to say it needs to be like the iPhone, but it is going to be a little more familiar. And I think that's going to reassure consumers that, like, my phone isn't more fragile at the edges. Cough, cough, pixel watch. Um, But... Oh, that's right. This that's is right. something. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, you it's have, funny. It's like we've, have, we've yeah, gone yeah, in we one direction. We, yeah, we're, we, we're talking more about durability and repairability and all that other stuff. But we'll get to Pixel Watch curves. too yeah, in yeah, just yeah, a bit. They, they did keep some <laughs> curves on these conversations. So yeah, but, but I mean, so a good part of what they were talking about though was also I felt like was leveraging um, server-based processing. The video boost technology that they were talking about sounded like as if the video will be processed or post-processed using online services or internet connectivity to well, be able so to get the content? We're, we're going to, someone's going to, no, 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 you're, you're right. Someone's going to have to fact check me on this. Okay. But as far as I understand it, um, so this expert video processing, where is, I'm trying to find on their website. I, I, I should have tried to organize this better. God that your, your phone is going to shoot a standard kind of, UHD video. Yeah, exactly. But it is going to be saving data that can then be worked on server side to significantly expand the dynamic range and the HDR-ness of your video in a way that's similar to to how pixels process their HDR plus photos. Exactly. Their stills. And I am very skeptical about the real world in the field on 5G data connections experience for what that's going to look like. When people start trying to shove 4K video, 4K HDR video Mm -hmm. up those 5G pipes to get worked on and then brought back down. 
And I'm also going to be very skeptical because, like, I'm on Mint Mobile. Mm -hmm. And it is really just the best deal for me to not be on their unlimited plan. Occasionally from month to month, maybe I've got to buy a little bit more data. But, like, if my Pixel, and I've got it set up to do this where it's like, hey, I've shot this beautiful video. And I'm kind of autopiloting when Mm -hmm. it's getting uploaded and worked on and brought back down to my phone. How quickly is that going to nuke a metered data connection? When people aren't even thinking about it, or for folks that are like living um, in places that have data caps on their home broadband, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, you know, I don't have to worry about it. It's not going up on five G, but it's working in the background whenever I've got whenever I'm on Wi Fi. And then you like look at your Comcast statement, and you're like, oh, I used like an extra hundred gig this month. How did that happen? You know, it's those little things that sound really cool, but. The general direction that I really appreciated from Google was walking away from server side stuff and doing more computational. That, that's what they were trying. They were doing stuff that on device, with like Pixel Six, and even earlier generation, the Assistant running on device. There was a lot, and and they're still leveraging on the Pixel Pro some on device. Like I think the Advanced uh, Magic Eraser is on device, um, and I think some of their um, generative AI functionalities are still running on device. But the two functionalities, that, well, at least the video function part of it that, that kind of threw me is, so what, what's going to hinder the conversation, at least from a th- theoretical point of view, is you just shot the video, right? And you, you're mm-hmm. expecting it to be this, obviously, maybe after a few tries, you'll get to understand and expect how things will look. But you're going to have to wait for that video to process at that on the server side before yep. you can see what it looks like. So if you're in the middle of it and you're shooting, you're, you're hoping for things to turn out as great as they, they're going to. Mind you, I'm not. I'm not poking. Um, I'm not questioning Google's capabilities. It's more of the timing. I I, I trust that if they're going to release a feature and say that it's going to do a specific sure. function, it will try to do that at its best. But it is still required, as you said, to try to do it over the internet. There is that whole timeliness and when you're able to kind of shoot and record and so on. So some of those things I'm, I'm excited about. I would hope that you know what they're what they're referring to, like the that magic eraser function where you're able to move subjects from one place sure. to the other. We saw that teased two maybe two years ago or so at IO, right? Didn't they show us like remember. a teaser? I, it feels it feels like that is it, something that they've. This been is something they showed us. Um, the the voice isolator, I think that was a really cool function that I feel like this is what Sony was trying to do with their audio pro uh, uh, service that they're trying to uh, that they have on their mm-hmm. devices, where you do upload the file on on server, sure. but this one does again same thing, and it separates the tracks, and you're able to figure out which one is what. Um, I think the new recorder will definitely uh, start showing us some really cool features as well. The the ability of I think was it um, oh man what was the new feature on the recorder I forgot that there was a, there was a good update for the recorder app I forgot it's not chapters um, narration is it oh summarization it's going to summarize the the mm, conversation for you using all you the Bard syn- plugins using stuff, the Bard yeah. plugin similar to when you you do a Google search and you find this page of all these places to hit and then suddenly shoo, you know like this is what it's trying to tell you. You know, egg whites and egg whites and toast work great together. It's like, okay, great. I just saved myself 20 minutes. Like one of those. <laughs> TLDR. Just yeah. give me the TLDR. Exactly. Give me the cliff notes, my friend. Cliff notes, cliff notes, cliff notes. So, <laughs> so we went, we went running ahead on like, uh, like server side services and stuff. We haven't really even talked about the phone there's a tensor three so that's the pretty tensor, cool tensor three wow they're up to yeah three. We're, we're up to generation three of the tensor i'm waiting for them to get to the g6 my friend you know we all know about the g6 uh-huh. the six is where it's at but yes three is cool 
Yeah. So it, it, that'll be like a Snapdragon 821. Um, so <laughs> Tensor G3, a G3 much sir. more uh, conventional core configuration. I loved that Google went out there and said, now we're using up-to-date ARM reference design components for the CPU and GPU. Yeah, yeah no, I, um, I, got, I like it. We, I, I feel like we can pretty confidently say this, like previous Pixels over the last two years, this will probably be the poorest synthetic benchmark performer of 2023. I, I, I don't think I'm being controversial there. No, 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 no. I, and I'm with you. And I think that's what I was alluding to it, it, it kind of indirectly. You don't judge a Pixel by the benchmarks. You judge it by how it works and how well it does what it's supposed to do. And I think tensors are built and the software around tensor is built to optimize all of those Google services and functions and your daily activities. If you've ever used a pixel, you know exactly how well the device runs regardless of thermals. It runs and it does the job. That's the pixel seven was definitely one of my favorite devices. The seven pro was because of that. And I lived with that as my mm -hmm. daily driver up till the point where I was at, I just said, you know, I can't deal with the thermals anymore. And I had to shift and I went over to an edge plus 2023 from moto, but yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. So the googly bits of Tensor G3, which got the, the majority of the attention during the keynote. And, and mm -hmm. again, it's the thing that with all of the leaks that have come out for this device, for all of the uh, like people that have gone hands-on. I know uh, this is Tech Today. Brandon was out there just like, oh, yeah. let me show you every single screenshot of every single data page and every single spec that I can. And I feel like that misses the point of what pixels have traditionally done well since the pixel four it's usually not the traditional cpu gpu compute stuff mm -hmm. ever since uh i forget what it what it was called but the machine learning core and the isp path on the pixel four yeah the pixel four was one of the worst benchmarking phones of its generation and it was radically faster at doing like heavy computational tasks like rendering video. That's actually, oh, yeah. Pixel 4 was one of the phones that helped motivate my testing in real world apps. Because you would throw, like, you know, at, at the time I was on PowerDirector and 4K video renders at this phone, and I, it was outpacing laptops for similar video quality. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the part of the conversation. Every single time we just fall back on an Antutu score, Geekbench 6 score, we miss what these other components on the SOC are actually capable of driving for real world. So I'm hoping that what we're going to see is probably uh, at least a Tensor G3 that is on paper more competitive mm -hmm. against a MediaTek Dimensity 9200 or Snapdragon mm -hmm. 8 Gen 2, yeah. but still has that little bit of Google secret sauce for the TPU, the, the machine learning components, the ISP, and if those components are starting to do things like what we've seen from Vivo and Xiaomi, where if you've got a really good ISP on your SOC, I love these abbreviations, your image signal uh, processing ISP. hardware, yeah. um, that can also be a huge benefit for your display. So whatever's chewing up your camera data, if that's also driving your screen, that means you don't need the traditional GPU to weigh in on creating the image that you're looking at, mm -hmm. that can actually kind of work in tandem and it reduces your battery life. Samsung components like Samsung radios, a pixel will need all the help it can get 
finding those opportunities to reduce load and to reduce thermals in these individual little um, processing tasks. Yep. So if we can offload the display from always just being on the GPU to being also tacked onto the ISP, then that is a, a significant savings. Like that is a significant performance advantage. So now that we know that, or, or at least to me, it still seems confirmed, like that's kind of the process of what Google is trying to accomplish. Yeah. is talking about software services and now they're going all in on AI stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think what's kind of interesting is to see so much of this conversation still hinge on what else we can stitch into the assistant and how else we can expand the functionality of well, because those types we've, of Well, we've kind queries. of been in a somewhat of a lull of an experience on the assistant since pre-pandemic, actually, if you think about it. Um, they, the, uh, the best improvement we got on the assistant was the be somewhat of a in better integration with um, Google Maps, the way they had it present on the bottom. Then you had the button that was present there for Google Maps. But I think for the most part, the assistant has been pretty much more kind of like running about the same level up till now, up till the fact that when BARD mm -hmm. became an experiment, more people are using it and they're trying to combine BARD and the assistant, which makes perfect sense. Um, and, you know, and then having it obviously available for early access for some testers, but even for Pixel owners. So the Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro could potentially get access to that early assistant with BARD conversation going on. And I wouldn't be surprised if a few years later that the name BARD kind of just drops and it becomes just a smarter assistant. And we just yeah. basically still use that that terminology. But um, it's And then not... you'll have a headline, Google's killing BARD. <laughs> After so many years, it's like kill, Google's killing another service. Yeah, that's. I think that'll be the headline. And then right when under it says, "Yep, they're combining it with the assistant," and now they're just going to call it the assistant. Like you, oh my god. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's it's a title. They're going to play the game, but I think there's a lot of. I mean, I'll, I'll say this: when you when you use a Pixel for a while and you leave the Pixel, you start re realizing some of the cool features the Pixel has. That you just don't have anymore, like the ability of knowing how long the wait line, the wait time on a number yeah. that you're about to call, but you haven't hit send yet. Like it shows you right there. I remember I was trying to call, I think it was Expectrum, I think at the time, and it told me that at the time I was trying to call, there's going to be a high wait time before I even dialed, and it gave yeah. me the timeline where it's going to be better. And I waited a little bit, um, answering calls for you, waiting on hold for you, um, uh, the, those smart function of being able to dictate and send text messages using the the, the assistant on the, on a Gboard on a Pixel is different than when you use it on other devices. And you try to do it again, and you're like, "Why is it not working?" Like, "Oh yeah, it's not a Pixel." They're they're really doing good at, about making the Pixel experience unique. And every time they release a new feature, it makes it even more unique. Like having that, again, that enhanced um, AI generative um, backfilling for deleting content off the, yeah. like a picture. That's crazy. But like, that's exactly what we've all been watching these videos on like Photoshop, right? Generative yeah. fill, generative Con fill. Yeah, content aware. Fill. Yeah, Content aware. And then I think that's what we need. We need more of that. Um, so I'm excited. Hopefully when I do get my hands on my own device, I'll, I'll definitely be able to test out what it's available now. And hopefully what we'll see later. It's specifically the pro mode in the camera. I'm excited now. We mm -hmm. can not only shoot full 50 megabytes. Again, I feel like I've heard some guy ask for those things a few years ago. Um, know, he was kind of a douchebag, though. Absolutely, dude. That, that <laughs> I like, I've been. He was always walking to... around in those doofy flat caps, like, oh, I think it should matter if know. you're so advertising 50 megapixels. Asking for. Oh, you just, that guy could shut up for a minute. 
Just like, a minute. Yeah. A minute. He's but such it's finally here. a Google hater. It's finally here. He got what he wanted a few years later. So, you know. so we're, we're, we're obviously being uh, uh, silly. Extremely facetious, um, yeah. Sorry. It has bothered me tremendously that I've got a, a Pixel 6 Pro and a Pixel 7 Pro on my desk with Amazeballs 50 megapixel cameras that have never had and probably will never get full resolution stills. I feel Google is in an actionable position for a truth in advertising kind of class action lawsuit. Mm-hmm. It is not good to advertise that. I feel like the conversation from Sony was to say, hey, we've got this pixel-dense sensor on the Xperia 1 Mark V, but we're sticking to 12 megapixel output for all three of the main camera sensors. That's the native resolution of what you're outputting here, but we're using this new sensor technology for some of this other color processing and the, uh, the, the stack yeah. that they're yeah. doing for those pixel, uh, for the, uh, the, the pixel trench or the pixel well. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm, I'm happy to see it. It's one of the things that I have wanted really badly to see what Google will do. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since Vivo started giving us Super Raw, um, that, so Super Raw is kind of like if, if you're an old school photographer, for, uh, if you're an old school photographer like me, we used to shoot brackets. Mm-hmm. You set up your little DSLR and you tell the camera, "I want to take five exposures with half stop increments." So you start like two stops under, you end two stops over, and then you can take all of those five photos and you can smush them into Photoshop and you can make a really, really wonderful image out of that stack of images. Well, all of our smartphone cameras do something like that Mm -hmm. in the HDR modes now. It's some kind of burst of DNG files that are squished together and it outputs higher dynamic range for the fully processed compressed JPEG. But what Vivo started doing, and then Apple and Samsung and Xiaomi and uh, uh, and OnePlus now has a RAW Plus mode, um, is Vivo would take the the, the stack of DNGs, the RAW files, and then output a very minimally processed but high dynamic range DNG. So it took a stack of these RAW files, squished them down, and it's not really a RAW file, but it's the same container. So it's a a much bigger file with a lot more information that you can further edit from. And out of all of the companies that handle HDR processing and can can squish all of that data in a reasonable time frame and output something really interesting, that's been Google's MO since the Nexus is like HDR+. So the one company I have wanted to see them try something like this the most, I want to see what Google's HDR processing style looks like when it's applied to a computational DNG file. So that's the thing I'm most excited about is now they're saying, hey, we can put out a 50 megapixel raw file. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like we're probably going to get just that first layer of processing that we see about what makes a pixel JPEG so yeah. interesting. So we'll get it all squished together. We'll get a little of that HDR goodness applied, but then we'll have more data if we want to get in there. Crop, zoom, edit, really bring up highlights, really stretch the range in that photo. That's what I'm anxious for because Pixel RAW files have been kind of garbage since the Pixel line started. They're almost always an MRAW, like a really compressed RAW file. We know these sensors should be putting out 20 to 30 megabyte files, and a Pixel will put out like an 8 megabyte RAW. So you yeah. know you're not really getting all the data off that sensor. That is actually a surprisingly big step for the Pixel team 
to acknowledge like, yeah, people do want more control over their photos. It's not just one being a cranky butt. Um, well, I, and then I, I also, remember when you asked that question, their their response back was, people "That's not what we believe need, in." Yeah, yeah, we don't think people really need these type of them. Like, they're, they're, so I, I want to give them credit because, like, again, I'm a big fan of a number of the people on the hardware team. I think yeah. they've got an incredible team of people that are passionate and making some really great uh, products. I, I feel like the individuals. I'm more excited by those people on the team than I am the executive decisions at what's happening at the top of Alphabet. So we've always got to separate Google out into their individual parts. And then in every division, it's there are individuals that I've actually been following their careers. Like, that guy's cool. I like what he's doing on the camera team. No, no. Um, I, I, I brought that up. I missed, and I was I like, missed hey. those meetings, by the way. I missed those sessions. I know, those briefs were so good. Um, yeah. but, but I brought that up for... I think the last time we had one was for the Pixel Six. Uh, I think it was I, when I brought when we when we started so talking we, about uh, Pixel Six. E, e, but regardless, Six was Isa, um, Seven was Shannon. I think it was it was around seven. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say there was some type of a session around seven last year. Um, our, our snubs uh, Shannon Moore is um, I think was the MC on that one. If I'm not mistaken, Maybe. I could be wrong. Yeah. So I, I I put it out there and I like for me it was things like. You've put on these really great astrophotography modes, but the camera won't always focus to infinity. It would be helpful if I could just manually focus focus out to infinity. Slide it all the way to infinity. You've given us these like split sliders for exposure adjustments. Like I can expose highlights and lowlights separately, but you could just give me shutter speed if I needed to control how bright or how dark the photo was. And I liked his response. I mean, he was, he was, like to the point, it was like, no, we're oh, not no, going to no. do I, that. I, I got, and, I got. No, no, the, no. The I'm trying to say what his response was, and his response was, um, his response was, we're trying to look at what the result of what the person is trying to do using ISO and shutter speed. Mm-hmm. So if someone is trying to use ISO and shutter speed, we're trying to anticipate why they would do that, and instead of having separate ISO and shutter speed controls. We're trying to give them something in the app that delivers that result. And in a world where we scoff at TikTok editing, but you've got people out there doing like picture in picture, green screen, like advanced video composition, but just through app versions of all those tools, I think that makes sense. But like we've said, even with those tools that Google has put in, like near focus, far focus, and the astrophotography mode, cool. After a point, it really is just easier to use the same photography tools that we've been giving cameras since the invention of the digital SLR. Yeah. No, no. thank you. And I think the historically we've had the similar conversations back in the day when they gave us um, a, a primary and an and a, and a telephoto lens as opposed to giving us a primary and a, an ultra wide. And then the answer was, well, because people, mm-hmm. you know, need a telephoto. It, I understand it, it. It's always depending on the mindset and the time when the questions asked and the time where the depending on the needs that the company believes in it. But we are seeing an evolving company. We are seeing an evolving software experience. I do hope, and this is a very much a big hope that when this feature does drop, 
maybe we'll start seeing some of those benefits roll back to the 7 Pro, maybe in the 6 Pro, being that they are technically considered to be on the higher end of their devices, even if they do fe- mm-hmm. you know, keep that as a Pro feature, at least keep it to the 6 and 7 Pro, because they're not exactly you know dead at this point. Obviously, G1 and G2 are still very powerful processors. There, there's, there's a potential for maybe the 7 Pro, but the 7 Pro got some camera features that the 6 Pro still lacks. And I yeah. kind of feel like 6 Pro, that pie's baked. Like, I don't think we're going to see anything too radically different too radical. okay. coming to the 6 Pro. And I think moving forward, we're, we're finally into an era where I think Google is putting more confidence into their SoC. They're working with a slight revision on the camera sensor. So there could be, I, I don't know the, the granular details between the Samsung GN1 and the Samsung GNV that might prohibit some of this, but there could be hardware architectural differences that prevent a 7 Pro from doing some of the things that the 8 Pro might be capable of doing. Again, it's a cousin of what Vivo had, and what Vivo had was a little bit different than what Google was playing with um, on uh, on the X80 Pro. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's it's almost impossible to know, like, what part of this is just, well, we don't want to extend support back and we do kind of want people to buy our new phone. And what part of this is literally like, we can't add that because this phone lacks literally this component that would enable this feature. Um, and it's not just software. It's it's something else that has to happen um, in that processing. No, so, I'm with you. We'll, we'll, we'll have to kind of keep an eye on the phones that were more on the three-year operating system and five-year security patch updates, mm-hmm. what kind of feature mobility we can really go back towards? Like, are we going to look back in a couple years on Tensor 1 and Tensor 2 and go like, okay, maybe they were a little too experimental or maybe they were a little too transitional mm-hmm. and Google really didn't have as much control. I just threw on five phones on my desk saying the G word. Oh I, imagine your phones. Imagine all of our friends oh. if they're watching us on any anything with speakers. We got to work Oh, on even your... I even got an IQ uh, fire up here. That was pretty good. They're not hey. all just pixels. I... <laughs> oh, 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 and a Xiaomi. All right, good. Well, I'm, I'm turning off screens, so yep. we, we can uh, we can kind of keep this going. We're doing it live. Um, so uh, Pixel 8 Pro, I, yep. I feel it's still fair to bring up some of the omissions. Uh, our good friend Michal has been yeah. really digging into the source code, and we will not have official confirmation on things like video output. Oh, no, if no. It, officially the hardware. No, there, I forgot, um, How To Men, I forgot the name of the gentleman, um, mm-hmm. did post here. It does not support it. Well, no video out. This is this is what I mean, though. Is uh, Michal digging into the source code? Oh, there's, yeah. There's if sorry. if the inability to output video is hardware or software, and that conceivably you might be able to root a Pixel Eight Pro, change some of the markers in the Android operating system, system and, and tell the active. phone that it has this capability and if it's in the hardware then we should be able to output a video signal so from the Pixel 8 Pro. The original I think his original finding was built into Android 14. I think that's where he was able to uncover some of that code. So right. yes, it's the obviously the hope is obviously that the hardware is able is capable of providing video over USB 
and that it right now is basically maybe just a feature that Google isn't ready to release and that it is just, you know, keeping it, yeah. keeping it under taps for some time, which is not, un, not un, uncommon. Again, not everything announced yesterday, uh, keep calling it yesterday, but not everything was announced <laughs> that was announced on right. uh, during, during, uh, during the, uh, the launch event is coming right away. It's going to be gradual. December seems to be the big party time where I feel like a good number of those things are going to be coming in as part of a feature drop for the Pixel 8 series. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, video out would have been, actually, I, I kind of was like holding my breath on that one as well. That the whole time I, I was, was, I wanted them to show confident. one slide say, and now you can connect your device to an external monitor and enjoy a much yep. bigger. I'm like, oh, I'm like ah, nope, not a word. I was pretty then, confident we weren't going to get it. Google I... has broken my heart so many times before <laughs> with updates to desktop mode and, oh, this new feature, and maybe we'll get it this time, and I was almost positive. But what's keeping hope alive, and yeah. one of the things, like if you follow Michelle on Mastodon, boy, howdy, is that guy prolific posting across social media. Um, one of the things is, if this is not an omission of hardware, is that if Google is working on some of these improvements to things like the alternative view uh, alt display mode yeah. is that maybe that is going to be an Android 15 feature that finally ties all those pieces together, and which on a phone that's able... looking for seven years of software support doesn't feel like too horrible of a compromise to finally get the Google flavor of exactly. plug phone into TV, get other, get Chrome OS Yes, no, I, dude. I seriously want that feature to be to happen or to to exist. I would love to be able to manifest that into existence, because the reality is is such a good synergy synergy yeah. synergy between the two teams. We already have you know Android apps on Chrome on Chromebooks. Why can't we have Chrome Chrome OS on Android as the desktop experience? Like, yeah, mind blown. Like the teams should really meet somewhere over coffee in the cafeteria and say, like, hey. We should collab and do something. Hey, hey, so <laughs> nudge, nudge, nudge. A um, couple comments here. Uh, yeah. Michael Corcoran, lack of video output is definitely my biggest uh, my biggest disappointment so far. Um, Farhan replying, I also noticed that my phone got hotter when using wireless screencasting in desktop mode, even when I disabled mobile, mobile data and was only using Wi-Fi. Because yeah. that's a good point to follow up Aditya and Nil's comment. Hey. Would be more scummy IMO would be Google making a dock through which we'd exclusively be able to access desktop mode. And that's my concern is right now Google is the one doing the proprietary video screencasting Yeah, where, you know, most of our phones are all using Miracast. But if you want to screen share from a pixel, you've got to Chromecast it. It, it is it is I, I have one box on my desk that I can install a sketchy app that will use the screen recorder yeah. and then use the real-time recording from the screen recorder to then output another image over an HDMI cable. And your frame rates are like 10 frames a second. It's miserable. It does not work well. And I'm sure that that crazy app that's mostly in Chinese is not like raking my screen for all my personal data. I'm positive that's totally safe and secure, and my privacy is intact. You are you are <laughs> you are safe as a button there. You can just basically, yeah. No, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. Look, the it's sad. It, it's, but you're right. I, I built up my help, my hopes too high. I saw the I saw his tweet, and I was like, oh my god, is this the year? Is this the year? Is this the year? And I, I wanted like, it. 
but no, no, I, no. I, 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 to me, it was a, it was a, I'm not holding my breath until it's in my hand and I see that it works. Hope for the best, and, but expect the worst. That's a yeah. true life philosophy that you really should live by. And I think I felt my tech, heart felt yeah. for that because I, well, I mean, look, the, the, the reality is this is a year where Google's releasing. So we have a seven, a, we have the eight and the eight pro, but they also have the fold. Like, so there's a, yeah. there's a there's a longer stretch of devices that we're looking at. I mean, there's more devices from Google in this year than we've ever had and different mm-hmm. categories as well. Like, you know, ultra budget, mid range, full, full performance, foldable. And we're going to talk a little bit more as well about your long term, uh, you know, coverage that you have on that as well. Um, it, it, it's a, no, no, it's going to be right. I think the experience that we're looking from Google this year is it's expanding. So I was hopeful that that would have been one of those little nuggets that, you know, he was able to uncover and then Google just shines it up, you know, and puts it and then, yeah. and, then and then everybody would be like, ooh, finally. No, but um, yeah, no, no. I, I'm sure not a lot of people are like as as disappointed. I probably say, or like, I feel like I let down in a certain in a little bit by it because I think most people were not expecting it. They were like, eh, it's okay. But, but it is a little galling because like you've got a bunch of iPhone 15 people out there like finally yeah. getting a sense of what like the full impact of USB-C might mean for their devices. And one of the cool things was, Video. oh, without stupid I- iOS lightning dongles, I can really easily mirror on the 15, not just the 15 Pro, mm-hmm. but on the iPhone 15, I can do this video out. I can plug it into another monitor. And you had a what, what, what was great for me was it wasn't Android nerds running into that space. It was a whole bunch of salty iPad fans. Like, yes, we have been able to do this for years. We've been trying to tell you it was cool. We've been so frustrated that Apple has stuck with Lightning because iPad has been showing us this is awesome. And it was it was finally one of those moments for me. It was like, you know, validating. I'm patting myself on the back here. But validating that, like, you've been so caught up in an Apple is right. Everything Apple does, we should, we should let Apple do how they want to run their products. That literally other Apple users on other products have been saying, this doesn't make any sense. And you're really missing out on something that could be functional and practical and expand the way that you use these supposedly incredibly powerful phones. And it was great. Like I, I just got to sit back. I had like my little bucket of popcorn. I'm just chewing away. Like let, let them fight, let them fight, let them fight. It, it is, it is absolutely. <laughs> and, and then, but if you, if you heard Apple, obviously you, you they, their approach to that was like, we were just making synergy between our ecosystems. And that's why we brought in yeah. the ESBC over, but you no, know, look at the end, Pixel is 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 still on a path of advancement, and again, and again, there is still the hope again that, that things could get better. But I don't want to obviously, you know, th- with that being kind of like obviously a, somewhat of a sour point. I think with all the other information they announced, I feel like a lot of good things are coming in. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the battery life is going to be definitely improved. With specifically, this is coming out with Android 14. Um, yeah. Still running a 30 watt charger. I'm assuming obviously still wireless charging. I don't think they omitted that yeah. part of it. Um, and then, to, you know, as you could expect, uh, you know, 120 hertz refresh rate on it with the, the true actual display, the no, the pro actual display, sorry, pro actual display on the 7 Pro. I'm sorry, the 8 Pro. And I think it should be starting to be available <laughs> next week on the 12th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it should um, be shipping out pretty soon. So you should be able yeah. to, like, if you'd like to check it out, you could go down to your local Best Buy. You can look, go down to your local carriers as well, because I think there's going to be versions of this devices available also at the carrier side. So, again, um, 
full-on yearly up- upgrade, but a lot of good promises. And I feel like uh, you should not disappoint, even if you were missing the video out, which I feel like is like totally the most important feature, but they should have just totally made the whole event around video out. Like just have somebody I mean, play video games them for yeah, years. I know. Think of all the cool things you could do. All of the Chrome I... OS things, but yeah. No, it, but I, it, 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 yeah. it makes me sad yeah, yeah. because we've seen on a couple games through mm-hmm. uh, partnerships with Asus, you can do really interesting things of sending the game to a larger display and then having your phone be either a control surface or something else. Dude, Diablo Luma Fusion so nice on a bigger display when you're playing it on, on the ROG phone. Right? I'm like, come on. I, uh, Diablo does, like, Asus and, and Red Magic do that very well with their docks as well. Mm-hmm. They do have the ecosystem and the hardware to build around it. But it, again, it's it's been like the vanguard of, of like, and when we talk about surfaces with computers, the, you know, the pixels sure. of, of devices, you know, those are the things that we typically would expect that, you know, just should have been just there. And I feel like we always have to do mm-hmm. that backfill, right? The whole right. split screen functionality that kind of got backfilled into Android, that mm-hmm. you know, some of the optimizations for tablets backfilled into Android. A lot of things that other companies have to ev- evolutionary upgrade and mm-hmm. write over Android so that Google at some point will incorporate it. And then we start getting the benefit of that on other devices like 12L and 13. And of course now with 14 optimizations for tablets and, and foldables like the pixel fold that you're talking. And we're going to touch base on that, but I think there's a couple more, well, one more thing actually really is the pixel watch two, the new pixel watch two, which surprisingly looks exactly the same as the pixel watch one. What? It's the same. It looks the same. No, uh, it looks aesthetically from what I understand, at least from what I was able to get, uh, gather is visually it looks the same, although there's quite a bit of hardware changes on the inside from the processor to the um, to the uh, to the heart rate sensor t- technology that they're using in there. Also, even down to the charging connectors that they were using there, because according to Max Weinbach, they're actually using now a. Oh, it's not you see you, you saw it in the announcement. It's a four pin, so it's oh, oh, the sorry. same charger yeah. that Fitbit gonna, is using gonna... for some of their watches. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. More of a synergy. I mean, there a lot of the stuff they talked about was also Fitbit related. It, it really is only a bummer for first gen Pixel Watch owners mm-hmm. that if you go, it, like, say you want to go from a Pixel Watch to a Pixel Watch two. I know, like, people shouldn't be flipping tech like that, but I'm sure there are a handful of people that exist like that. No. That the Pixel Watch One is the evolutionary dead end, the way that they did the wireless charger on the Pixel Watch One. But if you wanted to go from a Fitbit to a Pixel Watch Two, mm-hmm. you actually have an upgrade path where one of your cables might still work for for uh, getting your new watch. So it, it's they, they they didn't talk about it, but they did show it the back of the watch during the keynote. I, and the I second totally... I saw it, it was like four pins. Four pins. I didn't see that's it. different. I totally, I totally missed that part, and I and I caught it more on. I think was it Max was tweeting about the fact that you forgot it, you didn't notice it, that it came to. I don't use a Fitbit. I, I had Fitbits a long, long time ago, so I could not reference the connector style uh, to more what Fitbit used to use. I know that the first one was magnetic, but it was also magnetic to their specific charger, and it wasn't just charging on everything. So mm-hmm. there was there was a again the 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 upgrades that we've seen here. I think for me at least, the the spoke the loudest which Google, again, did not mention on stage, but it's the fact that it is powered by a Qualcomm processor now. Yep. So they finally switched over to that very popular Qualcomm chip that is made for wearables that apparently every device manufacturer that has used it has been super happy, namely our friends over at Xiaomi with their brand new watch mm-hmm. uh, Pro 2 that just came out about a couple of weeks ago. So 
promising us a full day, which is a weird thing to say, because when they said it on stage, I feel like they, they're addressing the fact that there was a quite a bit of a concern. The first generation Pixel Watch almost never ran a full day with always on display. No. If you have the always on display, it, it, it was a well-known thing. Even if you don't have the always on display, say, my wife's Pixel Watch does not last a full 24 hours. It will, it's it's it, getting charged it, off periods you have to, yeah. you get you get off the, you get out of bed in the morning and you put it straight on the charger otherwise all you did is no no um there was there was a substantial difference obviously in 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 the uh in the processing power i think we have two gigs of ram 32 gigs of internal storage on the on the new one the updated the heart rate sensor the you could see here the design on the back with the charging capability but it is essentially what they're focusing on is that it will last a 24 hour period of day of basically Full day, full night of night tracking, obviously, since they want that data as well to be able to leverage the Fitbit AI functionalities. Um, and that is a big improvement considering I think that's what people were expecting last year. But it's nice mm-hmm. that it's coming this year. And you get it for free if you pre-order the Pixel, if you pre-order the Pixel 8 uh, yep. Pro, uh, the Wi-Fi edition. And I think if you want to go to the to the LTE, which they are also releasing, um, they didn't mention if the LTE will ca- will last that long. But um, I think that one is an extra just fifty. So if you if you don't want to get the free Wi-Fi version, you just pay fifty for the LTE version. It's still very nice if if you mm-hmm. are if you rock if you like to rock an, uh, an LTE connected watch. Um, which speaking of which, I think I need to set up the LTE on this the Xiaomi Watch Pro two because I think I haven't tested that part out yet. I want to see how the battery life is. Needless to say, oh yeah, there it is. I can see. Okay, I think that looks like a pin, right? Or no, maybe I can't. You can see the pins in the reflection too. Ah, okay. Well, that's 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 old old man TK can't see it. Yeah, I can. Okay, now I can see it. Yep, there as clear as as much. You can't unsee it. Yeah, once you see it. it I mean, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, (laughs) what are your impressions with this being that you, so I'll be honest, I used the pixel watch first generation pixel watch LTE. I connected it to LTE connection and I did my review. And I think after some point that we, I switched over to tech watch. So I'm not going to say I used it for the extended amount of time. Has, has your experience with the pixel watch, uh, a year later been the same expectations that you would imagine with, with other things, other devices. I was very disappointed in the pixel watch being a tick watch fan. I like Mavoy hardware better. Dude, and, to this uh, day, nobody does it. No, nobody's even tried jumping into that. Like Mavoy is literally just putting it out there for generations of mm-hmm. devices. That second display is that it's literally where it's at. You just turn off the main display, that power hungry system and let it run on that low power and it will last you for days. That's what I love. Like the the five yeah. is really nice. Sorry, go ahead. So uh, Marie is using the Pixel Watch. Mm-hmm. The back cover just popped off. So the plastic on the heart rate sensor okay. now, without the little clip on case that she uses, just to kind of try and protect oh. the sides of the watch. Yeah, I think we bought that one. It, it's basically getting sweat soaked. Whenever she goes to like work out, so we know that 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 watch is probably not long for this world, and there isn't really a great system of repair for or replacement no, or it's, it's not one of know, the things they, they leverage. Yeah. That 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 for as much as Google made some really great commitments to software and hardware repairability for their phones, mm-hmm. uh, this to me is one of the the glaring omissions of their keynote is. Smartwatches already are similar to earbuds in kind of being an e-waste proposition. 
And yeah. now I feel manufacturers need, need to do a better job of getting after their accessories, that their accessories are not just almost yearly disposable, which is not a great look for this product. I, I feel like I want to say that they did mention something about the fact that they were using more re- recycled materials yeah, in their watch. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's not it, though, is... Yeah. is you want to keep the watches out of landfills, they need to be repairable or replaceable. Or recyclable. And that, that has been one of the most disappointing... Well, recyclable means that the consumer has to get them back to Google to be recycled. Well, and unfortunately, yeah. we also know that a lot of people are just going to go, oh, it doesn't work anymore, and so-and-so won't fix it. I'll just throw it away. And that means you don't really get the benefit of recycling this stuff and it, having it I, I, go back I will, into I will say product. the... Um, one thing I do, I, I, I'm not gonna say that you know it, it, it's nice to see that at least Samsung does have, um, like when I upgraded to the Watch Six Pro or Six Classic this year mm-hmm. with Samsung's uh, thing, I traded in my Watch Five Pro. They allow you to trade in watches. Samsung is not. Uh, sure. It, 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 they, uh, Google has. I mean, like on the Google Watch too, you can do. Dang it! Another five phones just lit up. Um, they've got like a watch trade-in program, and you can do some of that stuff too. But like, the reality is, if if a consumer doesn't feel like they're going to get money for sending in their old thing, it's far less likely that they're just going to, out of the goodness of their heart, contribute this to the re- uh, reasonable or responsible recycling of these things. Often, it's like not worth the hassle. It ends up in a drawer. The battery dies, and then you just kind of throw it away one day. Oh, no, um, even yeah. in, even out here, it's difficult to always find those like tech toxic material recycling centers. There aren't a lot of them, but that's what our tax dollars pay for when we buy a new TV here. Oh, in dude, California. I, got, I, I still I so, need to set up some time and go down to that place and then I, I have some. It's awesome. You just roll up and you've got your trunk full of bags of old e-waste and they'll run out and take it for you. But the, the other thing that that really um, spoke to me on this. I appreciate what they're doing with Fitbit, and I understand yeah. that Google is wanting to stitch those ecosystems together. So yeah. they're forcing every Android Wear, or I mean, excuse me, every Wear OS partner mm-hmm. to make their own companion app because they yeah. want to use Fitbit as their front end. But the oh. thing that I, I'm going to be very frustrated with is if Google is now using a Qualcomm SOC, yes. they're no longer using a Samsung chip, mm-hmm. if Fossil and Casio, and Mobvoi, and all of these other... Xiaomi. If all of these other partners are not getting... If all of these other partners are not getting updates... Because they're all stuck on Wear OS 3. And it's only Samsung and Google moving on to Wear OS 4. If they are still left out in the cold, I am going to be even more frustrated with the current reality of Wear OS, and I will personally be looking at a way to exit. It's not a business model that I want to support. I don't Mm -hmm. think Google has done a good job of supporting the partners who have kept their watch ecosystem on life support for years while Google kind of let it wither on the vine. You can thank Fossil and Mobvoi for even that there is still a Wear OS for Google to build off of is really on the strength of those two brands primarily. Yeah. So if we don't start seeing some kind of movement to rebuilding the, the old feeling of Android, you know, be, be, be alike, but not the same or be together, but not this, I forget what the the ad campaign was, Mm -hmm. but I want to see now that a Qualcomm Google watch has assistant and wear OS four, 
why can't my Mobvoi? And it's not Mobvoi's fault. I'm not going to blame it, tick watches for MW5 Google's too. oversight. Yeah, it, it, it's it, – you're right. No, no, I, absolutely. I think this – this is this should be a conversation now that a lot of the uh, other manufacturers should be able to have and get a, a roadmap into, you know, Wear OS four or at least getting the same features that Google was referring to. Like right. I think uh, this watch is start, it should be able to support. I think uh, Google Gmail now on the watch. I forgot that. I think they talked about a couple of new Google's. Well, and, and apps the, the feature were... drop that I'm going to be really excited to see is call screening. But oh. I'd love to see some of more some more of those expanded assistant features come back because I don't have any assistant on my Mobvoi now, all because Google is well, not so, supporting okay, so their other partners. I'll, I'll say this: my biggest surprise when I was working when when I started to review the the Xiaomi Watch Pro Two was the fact that it was running Wear OS three point five, but it also does include the Google Assistant in there. Mm -hmm. Somehow, Xiaomi was able to go through and get that at launch. It's not like an a later on feature added. It is in here by pressing and holding on sure. the crown. It does initiate the Assistant, or I can even use my voice. And I don't want to be the cynical dude, but follow the money. Samsung no, I... is the number one partner in supplying mm -hmm. Android devices to the ecosystem, and they were one of the top-selling wearable companies out on the market yeah globally who's right behind samsung is xiaomi exactly. so so again i don't want to support an ecosystem where google saying oh but fossil and mobvoi no they don't get assistant but we'll entice xiaomi and samsung <coughs> so they play ball mm -hmm. and we'll give them the assistant even though functionally this is all similar hardware from the same component manufacturers with the same specs and capabilities and everything else yeah, that is no. not something i would want to support and it's a tougher conversation. again my my, con my my decision is made much easier as soon as any fitness tracking style smartwatch rtos smartwatch will give me speech to text the second I get that, then there's really not much reason for me to stay with Wear OS anyway. Still no update. Sorry. I'm no no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm I'm still trying to manually keep checking an update on that. But I'm I'm doing all of them here on my desk too. <laughs> He's like Okay. Um so I think that with that exception on there, the Pixel Watch 2 seems quite poised to have a lot more AI built in into Fitbit. So there's a lot of more improvements. And again, they're trying to get it to so that people can subscribe to their Fitbit service as well as the ability of getting mm -hmm. the, the hardware to read out the information. So at its core, this is really a Fitbit running Wear OS. And it is made by Google since Google acquired the company. And therefore, they're like you said, they're building in that synergy. Um, a lot more, um, I, I feel like I'll say I'll say one thing. From an ecosystem-centric point of view, when we talk about Samsung, obviously, where Samsung was copying Fitbit and trying to bring in all of their features in there, Google just skipped the, the, to the end of the story and just basically said, we'll just buy the company. But at least you having those ecosystem things, people that love Fitbit will love what the Pixel Watch 2 is doing, uh, and they will enjoy, if they love having the Wear OS functionality, the, the longer battery life, it seems. And, I, and honestly, mm -hmm. if I do get my hands on one of them, and um, I would definitely be wanting to test that out because that was one of my biggest things. If you add LTE to it, your battery drive, your battery just dove yeah. straight down even further because anytime you are outside of that auto switching mode that it built into Wear OS, where it goes LTE, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, or sorry, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, LTE, and you jump over to the LTE modem, the, the, it was literally like it was very quick. The battery, you could see the percentage. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see.
but that was, I think, the, the biggest thing for me that was exciting was the fact that we have battery life and uh, more optimizations and more uh, better better heart rate sensors and better, you know, readout information as well. Yeah, the, the new electrodermal sensor looks pretty interesting. I know Mobvoi has been doing sort of uh, stress and exhaustion management yeah. for a while, uh, but seeing a new style of hardware-based sensor try and uh, conceptualize that data, I think is going to be helpful for a lot of people. It's, it, it, it's for me, it's not what, what's kind of sucking the wind out of my sails. Isn't anything specifically about this one individual product. It's more again, as a corporate or executive decision, how the Wear OS platform has been managed. And I'm really tired of seeing the inconsistencies in how uh, alphabet, has been sort of doling yeah. out support in certain directions, but not in others. And yeah. it's the thing that will make, in my opinion, this makes Wear OS a less safe buy for consumers where they don't trust that they've got that parity of experience. They can't just take a watch to a different phone or they can't pair a different phone with this watch that they already own. It, it makes it feel like, now we're all trying to have individual ecosystems mm -hmm. and I don't want a pixel ecosystem with poor interoperability with other gadgets. And I don't want a Samsung ecosystem where you don't get all the features unless you own everything Samsung. That's not what I want to see happen in Android land. Um, but I, it, it's looking like that could be one path that we end up on if a couple companies find some financial success here. Like let's say Xiaomi says, Hey, we've got this watch. You're going to buy our phone when they're together. That's peanut butter jelly time. Mm -hmm. And if you use our watch with a vivo, then you don't get any of these features. And then that people get frustrated. So they only buy everything Xiaomi. Yeah, that worked, but now we're all annoyed. People, you're not encouraging your audience to really be involved in that. You're, you're not getting them excited about that. We're just exhausted by it. Yeah, no, I, and, and I feel like Samsung being part of the conversation as well around Wear OS, is it two or three? I forgot which one. No, it's three. No, no, two, um, where a lot of the features were announced and then shifted the conversation where we now need, like as you said, a companion app for every single manufacturer. We used mm -hmm. to have the Wear app. The Wear app is dead. Now it basically is every company's own. On Xiaomi, it's the Mi Fitness. On Samsung, mm -hmm. it's the Samsung uh, Wear app. Um it, it's becoming very, yeah, everybody's party at their own house kind of thing. But, you know, you've you got to play the game where you are. Uh, we'll have to we'll we'll end up having to basically see what end up going on with Mobway. I'm hoping now that with the announcement and launch of this watch and the fact that now it is open in the in the ecosystem, that they're mm -hmm. progressing into being able to reintroduce those features that they used to carry in earlier generations. Um, and be able to actually get those functions for, uh, working. I mean, again, the 5 Pro battery life may get a little bit of a hit when you add services back, like the Assistant, but I think it depends on what you want to do, realistically. I think it's a function. Like, you know, it's it, like is, we is can take the hit because it's getting amazing battery life. Three plus days, buddy. Three plus right? days, man. Almost, yeah. No, I know. It's it's an easy weekend out of town, not having to worry about the battery kind of conversation. Because even when it drops down to ten percent, it drops into uh, extended battery life mode, which yeah. will last you another five days. It, like it was cute. Seriously. I Ike was on earlier this evening, and he was like, "Yeah, I just turn off like the all day heart rate tracking, and I get five days on a charge." And you're like, "Yeah, I've got plenty of room to add 
assistant listening as a minor battery draw. Like, I'm good. I like no, no, this I, hardware. I'm, I'm going like to stick it. with this hardware. I, I, no, I, I'm with you as well. I'm with you. Um, but, you know, being that we are at, at that, at that beautiful one and a half hour thing, I, I feel like we need to talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about something that you and I have discussed as well. So we hinted at it at the beginning. Obviously, Android 14 is coming out. It dropping mm-hmm. through many, many devices, except for the 7 Pro for some reason. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll get it eventually. Uh, it's not a, a you know. It's just uh, hilarious. Always- it's like both. I bet you like every other 7 Pro is fine. It's just ours. It's You're like, just Screw ours. those guys. Yeah, we're on some kind of list of something like put them last. That TK1 guy. <laughs> last one. Yeah. I want the people in Japan to get their update first. And yeah. Then we'll put Juan someone who bought the phone gray market in Australia, then TK1. Then TK1. Exactly. But I'm glad, I'm, I'll say this. I'm glad they put us in the right order. TK then one. So at least I'm not the last. <laughs> in that oh, I, was, I was just making us a package deal, but you're I probably will. right. We're no, it's a staggered OS releases between I mean, the two of us. Don't get me wrong. If if you are obviously wanting to upgrade, it is a simple, easy solution. You can go to your Android website, download, uh, and you can actually use the online flash, the online flashing tool that uh, actually will install the sur- the update for you. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it does not do it without wiping your phone. That's the only downside I, to that. So my my previous uh, beta test phone was the Pixel 6a. Yeah. And this morning, nuked it, wiped it, running Android 14, got it all set back up yeah, again. Super, super easy. So oh, no, absolutely. Uh, don't, don't be I, afraid if, to... I'll say that if we reset our 7 Pro, it will get the update faster. There's just so much on there that I want to keep. I like That's the way the that thing. it's set up. I'm just what? being lazy. I'm with you. I'm with you. Hence why I'm waiting patiently, very, very patiently. Um, but yeah, so you received the update on the Pixel Fold, though. That was something mm-hmm. that I was like, I'm kind of excited to hear about that. So you're, you were... Put, you're, I, I, I think I saw something on the Patreon. Am I right? Or did I, did I misunderstand? Or even saw it on Twitter as well. You posted the content is already available for everybody to be able to check out. Yeah, so um, Pixel Fold, I've, I've been running the Android 14 betas yeah. on the Pixel Fold, and the QPR2 is literally uh, 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 installing on this phone right now, like while we speak. So I, I can't comment too much about um, the, the newest Android 14 beta, but what, what, I, what I finally posted, and I just thought it would be kind of a fun little bit of timing, uh, now that we're all talking about Pixel 8, was to finally sum up some long-term thoughts on Pixel Fold. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like three months after the launch of the phone. I've been running it on Android 14 since we first started getting the beta, so it's not really a fair real-world review. Like, I pride mm-hmm. myself on trying to do, like, what would you really be experiencing if you used this phone the way that you bought it? So it, it is on beta software for most of my time with it. But it has been interesting kind of seeing the evolution of, uh, of Google's uh, uh, upgrade process this year. It's been a little bit different in how we've been getting those beta updates and how Android 14 got a little delayed from what we used to expect in previous years. But it's That's about 4,500 yeah. years. We, we, we typically used to get it about a month or so before, actually. Yeah. Right, last year. So again, it's just been an interesting insight. So, and the Fold has been an amazing product to kind of use as the platform to test that because Mm -hmm. you're sort of testing the phone and the tablet version of this operating system philosophy in one device. And so, uh, I I wrote 4,500 words 
just long-term review, and then also sharing just some of my personal experiences having taken this phone out on a couple trips, on a road trip through the Southwest. It was terrifying using this in rural New Mexico in rocky, sandy, dirty, uh, dusty climates. Um, and then also just kind of wrapping up, like I said, I never put out like the first week review. Um, this is really the lived in experience of how it, how long it took me to get up to speed, how long it took me to start trusting the device. And then also some of those concerns that I still feel are, are, are applicable. Like where do folding tablets fit in this market right now? When for the price of a pixel fold, you could get at full MSRP a base model Pixel 8 Pro, a Pixel tablet, and a Pixel Watch 2, and you'd only be paying about 50 bucks more. So we have to have a very frank and a very critical conversation on the current way that we position and we communicate the strengths and weaknesses of foldables. Like the flip style phones, I think make a lot of sense and they're a lot more familiar. The mini tablets that turn into chunky phones, that is still a really precious conversation when we're really looking at bang for buck. Yeah. And so that that's that's 4,500 words. <laughs> it takes it takes me a while to kind of get through that that kind of concept and to sort of arrive at a conclusion that I feel is reasonable. Um, but this is still we're in the wild west. I know Samsung has been doing foldables for five years now i think we're just starting the process of getting into foldy bendy hinged phones like this this is still exceedingly unfamiliar for for most consumers out there the way the big thing for me this year at least i'm I, i'm really happy to see more competition in the realm not, oh, not yeah. necessarily saying that we're out of the experimental part of it Seeing Moto jump no, no, into no. the flip side, just the competition Google is is like the, the first side. steps into the oh, no, experimentation. Absolutely. Exactly, it, it, and like... but, it, but it's the. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be the catalyst as to how we see maybe a either unification of approach to a specific set of hardware, but also the advancement of some of the things that we want to be able to get better out of durability, repairability, mm -hmm. functional, even just make, could, could even drive down the price. We don't we don't realistically know exactly how things are going to approach because the fold is considerably different than what what, what uh, Samsung's putting out as a Fold. The Pixel Fold yeah. and, the, and, uh, and Samsung's Z Fold 5 are not the same. Um, when we look at what Oppo was doing with the N2 last year, a very different, slightly smaller experience even than the Fold, uh, than the Pixel Fold. Because when I, when I got a chance to get my hands on uh, on that device at the beginning at launch, I took with me my N2 and I'm like, oh wait, this is a little bit bigger and wider. I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I understand. Um, you know, and then we also still haven't seen OnePlus other than the massively leaked and superposed video uh, that yeah. was done by the Indian actress. Um, so the reality is we are in a very exciting time when it comes to foldables, but it is still the beginning of conversation. So I'm, for that part, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to put that out. I, I think when we were setting up the chat, sorry, the, the topics for the night, I saw your tweet. <laughs> As I was reading your tweet, your message right above said, uh, you know, the, the, the hey, we can talk about that. that. We can talk about that. I'm like, I was literally just going about it. But, but it's, it's interesting. Again, Samsung's done five generations of Z folds and I'll still take yeah. this pixel fold out. And people have never seen anything like it. And you're like, the, the, our expectation, those of us who are techies and you're in this chat, you're, you're watching this live stream. Hey, everybody. Absolutely. 
Um, please be aware that, like, you are so much more informed on these kinds of trends where I, I could open this up against most of the parents at my daughter's school and it would be the first time they've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, no, I I, I remember somebody one time saw one it of, is our, crazy one of flipping the small clamshell style phones. I think I forgot which one it was. And the first response was, what is that phone? And I'm like, it's a, folding, yeah. it's a flipping phone. And it's like, does it run iOS? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, not everything no. runs iOS. It does run, it, it runs Android. And then you could see him just step back a little bit. Like, oh, mm-hmm. so Apple has not invented. Like, I told that story of like, you know, I, you know, we were just starting to visit some family at the peak of COVID and yeah. I showed my cousin the duo one and he had a couple friends. It, it, like we were all sitting outside. He had a couple friends over and like that phone got passed around. And they had never, like, the idea of something like that was blowing their minds. And there have been so few opportunities for people to sort of really see this thing happen, not locked to a weird desk display at their carrier store, yeah. but to see one function out in the wild. And so, like, I, my daughter's out at a little soccer camp, and I'm showing the parents, like, oh, yeah, you open it up, and I can take this photo, and look, I can flip it around and use the good uh, camera with the front screen. We can do this. We can do that. And, like, I'm, again, I'm speaking a completely different language. And this isn't, like, an, an iPhone owner versus an Android phone or I, Android owner thing. Like, some of these people have Samsung, some of these people have Pixels, some of these people have iPhones. Like, this is crazy unfamiliar. But I did actually see a, a, a Z Fold out in the wild on um, one of the park rangers who's oh. out on, like, the horse trails and stuff. He's, yeah. like, riding around in, like, this beat-up old pickup truck, gets out, he's checking some things, pulls out his phone. He's got, I think it's a Z Fold 4. Um, I, the case I've on it looks like a Z Fold 4. Every once in a while, I would, I probably would, would, would see it. But I was just impressed think, because he's the outdoorsy guy. And he's out right? there with, with a Fold yeah, phone. Yeah, he's, out, he's out, out in the hills. And you're like, okay. He's put some faith, and he had the big chunky armor case that had that. Oh yeah, fold yeah, out. no, no, absolutely. Yeah. When I tried, when I went to Korea for the for the Z Fold Five launch, I made sure I was running the most rugged case. I was carrying internationally, bumping, running, doing everything. I did not, I did not want to risk the 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 device. And I think the the overall, I think the right, it is something you need to, like you said, I think you kind of said it right. You need to learn to trust it. Yeah, because we are very confident in this form factor. This mm-hmm. is a very confident form. We know this. We've lived with this for four. Like we have, four, we have reasonable expectations on what they should be able and, to handle and what it should be able to handle in case you drop it or in case you should get some water on it. Foldables are not there, and and I think this is something that we still need to kind of figure out, especially as we see companies like, um, oh my god, not not um, not Infinix, the other brand. Um, I forgot the name of it. The, they just released a foldable, a flip phone Techno? for like. Techno, thank you. Techno just released a, a budget version of their flip phone, mm-hmm. like a clamshell style. So we're starting to see manufacturers try to bring in the price point down. You know, and, I'm still, just I'm still like, waiting for Moto's, uh, what's it called? The, 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 the cheap razor? The yeah. cheaper. I shouldn't say the cheap razor. <laughs> it's not the cheaper. Um, it's just the, the razor. Yeah, the less expensive razor. Uh, but I mean, think about, because all of us in this chat, we know people that have absolutely busted phone screens. 
Oh, dude, right. I, when I we travel, we see all of us know that. Yeah, yeah, they carry their phones and they're not even worried yeah. about. They're not changing. Okay. That can't happen in a foldable. It can't. So we have to we have to teach and inform and expose people to these types of devices in a way where the consideration of how they handle their phones has yeah. to be completely different than how they handled their phone with a busted screen. Yeah, because that that's. You can't just slap a piece of packing tape on the front of it and hope the glass shards don't cut through. It is a non-functional device. You can't if, just spray Windex on it and, and just buff it out. Right. Just, buff out. Come on, it's a Greek style. Just rub some blue on it. It's great. Yeah. Blue screen, isn't it? Isn't that, isn't that what the filter's for? No, no, I'm, I'm with you. Um, so uh, we've, we've, yeah. um, we've got a lot to, to see as, like, devices start shipping out. Uh, I, I don't know. Did you order any of the, the Pixels? Are you waiting... I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, I'm not going to deny the fact that I, I did put in a pre-order um, just because nice. I I'm, I'm I'm hedging my bets. Let's just let's say that I'm I'm just trying to be safe that I'll have something to talk about at, at the time of launch. Um, mm-hmm. As I'm as I as I noticed as I kept going back to the site and trying to look around. Now ship dates sure. are later and hardware is they're they're doing what they were expected. You know, devices yeah. were going to start shipping and. Um, during the during the keynote, actually, surprisingly, uh, they actually turned on the pre-order in the middle of the keynote mm-hmm. before telling everybody it was ready to pre-order. So there's very few people that maybe even have noticed it unless they were watching it on their site. But long story short, yeah. So um, at this point, yeah, essentially the 8 Pro and, of course, there's the watch there. So we'll definitely get a chance to maybe talk about that a little bit. So yeah. Marie and I are checking it out because unfortunately, since we're not getting the Xperia 5 Mark V here in the United States, yeah. and the 5 she Mark wants Mark a smaller phone. She was only test driving my one Mark IV to see mm-hmm. if she liked Sony's. And she thought the phone was great. She just thinks it's too big. Yeah. She wanted the smaller one. So we might move over, just like give up. Like if Sony's not going to send us the phone with a headphone jack and a memory card slot... She still wants more support than what we would probably get out of a Zen phone. She's probably going to get a Pixel 8. So we're going to talk about it over the weekend and see. Um, But instead of going 8 Pro for the phone that we buy, we might get the 8. I'll spend a little time just kind of poking around and reviewing it. And then that'll be her daily driver. She just owns it and everything's good. So we'll we'll probably make that conversation. Uh, we'll, We'll probably make that decision. Uh, in the next couple of days, uh, what's coming to the channel, man? You got anything coming out uh, tomorrow over the weekend? I, I'll, I'll, what's I'll going say on? This um, this is going to be the slow week for me. Last week was a lot of travel, a lot of content. I put I pushed out like four videos, technically three of them, the English and then the Arabic channel. Um, I will say this: I promise you a very busy week next week. This week is a little bit of kind of catching my breath a little bit. I pushed out the video on on the Xperia 1 Mark V with the video editor application, that video creator app that they have in there. And um, I think I may, if if I have a video that's ready to go, I'm just waiting for it to approve. If that approves within the next day or so, (laughs) then that will be my second video for the week. Otherwise, I'm I'm seriously, yeah, there's some good stuff coming up um, that are, that I'm excited to be able to share. I'll say that. There's some really good, exciting things that I've been, working on <laughs> so i'll say that nice. so yeah for me it may it may That's just good. yeah it may just be like one video if if i'm lucky maybe a second one but what's coming up on your side so i still need to finish up I, i've got that tcl video almost done it, it, it's okay. um i got burned by the resolve bug on 18.6 davinci resolve 
there's a bug where if you ripple edit, so when you cut something out and it stitches uh-huh. all the video pieces back together, it offsets the time of your ripple edit for every clip after, and you can't undo to recover. So you Ooh. have to manually go back and retime every every edit, every cut. I haven't noticed so that. Okay. it's not hitting everybody. And okay. I think one of the consistent things might be if you're running an AMD chipset. So I, I reached out to the folks at DaVinci, uh, uh, Blackmagic and DaVinci Resolve team, and they're like, yes, we're aware of this problem. Please roll back to DaVinci 18.5.1, and we'll have a fix someday soon. But it, it that seem borked affect, my yeah, TCL video. It doesn't Mac. I'll say that, yeah. It doesn't impact on the Mac. Yeah, oh, you're so fancy. You have a MacBook. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Um, you're yeah. just so much better than everybody else. No, no. Uh, the reason so I'm saying it is because I have my PC running AMD. That slowed uh, that down my yeah. TCL video. I am hoping that maybe next week I'll be able to put it all back together again. Because it also took me two tries to figure out what was going on. So I would, like, edit out the timeline, then I'd be putting in clips, and like, oh, I just want to retime this little thing, let me just cut this out. Now the whole rest of my video is broken. What just happened? So um, that slowed me way down. That's one of the reasons why on the website this week I did a write-up for my Mm -hmm. reactions to the Pixel event, where I also took a little time to try try and discuss what should happen next. So we learned a bit this about the watch, what should happen next with Wear OS. We learned this about the earbuds, what should happen next with audio. We learned this about the phones, where should Google go from here. Um, so I wrote that up instead of making it more of a reaction video. I did 4,500 words on the Pixel Fold. That's on yep. somegadgetguy.com. And uh, I am going to be putting together, this is just teases, like I'm only just starting to dig into this. But Geekom has a new revision on their mini AMD box. So oh, this nice. is an AMD 5800U. Mm-hmm. This is a redonkulously powerful little tiny PC. I've only turned it on to set it up. It's pretty loud <laughs> for all the tiny fans that oh, move nice. air through okay. this little mini chassis. Fanless um, no more, but yes. No, oh, oh, you can't go fanless with the 5800U. <laughs> You, but it's it's a screamer compared to some of those like low cost Intel boxes that we, you and I have both been playing with. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also uh, working with the folks again at Vivo. Nice. And uh, I'm a little anxious because uh, they sent out a pair of phones a couple months ago. So mm-hmm. these are the V27s, the V27 to V27 Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've also just sent out the V29. So if I like move all these around and like shuffle them, what happened? To do you think anyone anyone would know like which one is the V twenty seven or the V twenty nine and which one has a MediaTek versus a Snapdragon seven hundred or is it a two megapixel low light sensor or a two megapixel depth, depth camera or a macro camera? Like uh, I feel. I can't. Too many phones. Like, I don't know that this needed to be two whole separate. <laughs> Google heard me. I pushed a button by mistake, and it's explaining to me what a depth sensor is. I'm sorry. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, just in so, case you were wondering what it was. I was I was planning on doing that follow-up. I mentioned this a couple weeks back saying, like, hey, I still have these V27s. These are great little mid-ranger phones. 
And now I'm kind of just going to be moving right along to talk about the V29. And functionally, it's very similar. So if you've got the V27, a lot of what I'm going to talk about is probably still going to be applicable because the phones haven't changed that dramatically from the 27 to the 29. So I've got I've got a a number of things like that kind of coming through. Okay. And uh, it should be fun. And I should have like a little accessory video, just something that was fun that I can't really hold up right now on camera, but just something going on over the weekend that uh, not major, but it's just, I think it's kind of neat. So I think uh, other people might like it too. That's nice. And then, of course, leading it up to a another SCGQA on Monday morning with you guys, uh, for everybody that's watching, of course. And uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast, it's on Monday morning, 9 a.m. over on it's actually on this channel as well. If you're watching it on uh, if you're if you follow yep. us on YouTube, of course. Um, so you basically just ends up being the SCGQA part of the show. Uh, the audio version of our podcast will also be hopefully coming up within the next day or so. Please make sure to follow that. If you haven't, if you weren't able to catch the show, definitely uh, give us a follow and and a, and a listen there. Actually, we are available on on, on YouTube Music now because uh, that is a synergy thing. Apparently, that they turned on that switch. Um, but with that being said, it's it's a very busy week. Last week yeah. was. Um, we we couldn't we couldn't have a show, but I promise that I, uh, within the next couple of weeks we're going to have a lot of good uh, engaging conversations and perspectives on different hardware. Obviously, if we're able when we get our devices on the pixels, we'll also have a little bit more to com- to participate and and of course, um, it, you know, provide more hands on experience. Obviously, we are we don't have a Google Store in the in in Los Angeles. It's all the way in Cupertino. So unless we want to. One idea, if you ever want to try to do it, <laughs> if you want to do a weekend drive, um, just quick, quick five and a half hours and five and a half hours. It's super easy. Sure. Um, uh, we'll we'll be able to talk a little bit more about that stuff. And I'm sure there's things that Wanda's working on and, and stuff that I'm working on mm-hmm. as well. But um, be safe. Stay safe. Thank you very much for hanging out with us, for everybody uh, on the show. If you're not subscribed, make sure you hit that like and subscribe. Make sure, you know, it gives us some attention, but it also makes sure that you're always tuned in to whatever we have new episodes, either audio or video. So with that being said, thank you very much. We will see you next week for another episode. Oh, yeah.